yes. Uh, wel- <laughs> welcome to the Opinionated Podcast. My name is Chris Kyes. I'm a filmmaker from Nashville, Tennessee, and I've never seen Bad Boys 2. I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author. And uh, in case we never do an Independence Day retrospective, welcome to Earth. I'm Josh Birch. I'm an analyst from Nashville, and I'm pretty sure we're watching Bad Boys 1. <laughs> yeah, but I've never seen Bad Boys 2. I've never seen either. I've also never seen Bad Boys 1. I, what too, is, have never seen Bad Boys. I've, I've intended what is, to. What is wrong with all three of you? Well, what's wrong to. with you? Who are you? My name, I'm Binge. I'm a guest host. Still. <laughs> says who? Says me. Uh, we should, we gotta, get a, we gotta just get him one of those little placards. <laughs> Listen, the rest of us, we have a little nameplate in front of us, and you just got nothing over there. It's blank. I've always wondered how you knew where to I've sit. I've never invited you. Well, it's you. really it's easy. The only when, one without a name. Well, <laughs> it's, also, it's also really easy when there's only three chairs and like a little spot on the floor for him. <laughs> nice little comfy bed. I told you that if you fed him, he would just keep coming back, but no, you had to give him that beef jerky. <laughs> Uh, I'm the stray pet of this group. (laughs) (laughs) You are the furriest. And we're opinionated. That was funny. exact right time but it also just like felt kind of wrong well because we never all tune in at the right time right yeah. exactly so it was also completely like unmotivated oh, and i just want to make sure you guys know that me and will smith were just friends nothing more just just friends is that tied just into friends. this movie somehow yeah I, I i'm going in completely blind yeah here. i know yeah. none of you have seen this movie correct yeah I've, no. i haven't I, seen this i think i may might have seen the first bit of it and i didn't have time to finish here's, it but okay, i don't know here's here's what one. i know of bad boys I watched Hot Fuzz, and he goes, is this like that scene in Bad Boys? Or he's like, gah, gah, gah. No, that's what I was referencing. When he's like, you've never seen Bad Boys, Boys 2. 2. Like, that's what yeah, my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he, that's he all I know of the Bad Boys accent, franchise that. is that one line from accents. Hot Fuzz. I just always end up being like a Cockney, like, <laughs> Australian. <laughs> I didn't say do a good accent. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway, we're watching Bad Boys. We're starting our Michael Bayhem situation with month of... Bayham, but it'll last several months. We should just call it that. We're, the we're just going to watch a bunch of Michael Bay movies. Michael and Bay movies. For a little while, I'll be happy about that, and then that's going to have a very sharp drop off. Oh yeah, right, right, right around, around Transformers. Pearl Harbor, uh, bad, right after Pearl Bad Harbor Boys actually is, the, I think, the the where it's going to drop. Transformers isn't. Who awful. doesn't love Pearl Harbor? I haven't seen it. I don't it. care for it. I didn't like it. What do you? <laughs> out of context, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that I had a friend in high school, uh, also named Josh, uh-huh. and I remember when Pearl Harbor came out. He's like, "You've got to see it." I cried so much, and I was like, "Oh, that must be very good." Uh-huh. And now that like I know who Michael Bay is, I'm like really scared to watch it because <laughs> either it's gonna be worse than I can possibly imagine, and I am gonna make fun of him forever for the rest of his life for it. Or I'm gonna cry too, and that's gonna bring great shame upon me. <laughs> knowing knowing Michael Bay and cry, the finesse so. that he brings to movies, I'm sure he approached this subject tactfully and with grace, <laughs> and giving it the right amount of respect that's deserved for such a a tragic but historic occasion. There's not Are a we boob about- in this shot. <laughs> 
Oh, we're still talking about Pearl Harvey. So why don't we talk about the movie that we're actually going to watch? Well, I don't, I don't know anything to say about it other than that it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 43%. That it is well. also directed, of course, by the one, the only, the Michael Bay. And correct me if, if I'm wrong, but this is his first like studio-directed film? That is correct? the reason that we're doing it. Yes, excellent. Well, I didn't know if he had first. done just like worthless oh. stuff beforehand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I believe like no one remembers it. that Christopher Nolan did the following. It's not like it has this huge... like following you know but i think most people think of like of like maybe like uh um, oh my gosh, what is it? Memento as like Nolan's first right. movie. You know, like, <laughs> the funny thing is, I forgot like, all about that movie. We've That's done a great movie. We did the following for the <laughs> podcast at one judge. point before we had <laughs> good speakers. And <laughs> when we when, were still uh, no, you're wrong. Yeah, and even when you said that, I was like, wait, what is the following? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I didn't know if Michael Bay had movies like that. Right. Um, it also stars Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, who. I would. I still stand behind Will Smith. I think that Will Smith to this day is kind of underrated as an actor. My I, personal opinion. I, I, I don't. He falls in. I this this reference isn't going to land with many people, but it's he's kind of like John Wayne in that he he's oh, he's a well respected. Who's that? He, no, he he's a well respected <laughs> actor, but in his movies he's playing John Wayne. Like, oh, Will Smith okay, is playing gotcha. Will Smith in his movies. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Most, well, most and, For and the partially, most part. And you might see different shades of Will Smith, but you're still seeing Will Smith in I'm, that role. I'm going to be honest. The more Will Smith I see in a role, the happier I am right, using I'm with that role. I'm definitely not saying it's a bad thing. in my opinion, Will Smith is like the definition of charming. Like, yeah, he he's rolled very charming. a 37, not an 18, a 37 in his uh, in his charisma role if this was D&D. And I, I have just alienated way more people than you did with your John Wayne. <laughs> I feel like there's categories of, of actors, you know, that you sort of like, we subconsciously like put them in different departments when we walk into a movie. Um, like uh, you, you always kind of know that like Tom Cruise is going to play like in general like a Tom Cruisey role, right? And Will Smith's and kind of like run. that, but he does yes. <laughs> but Will Smith does a great job of that, and he is very charming. There's also True. like your Daniel Day Lewis's and your 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 what um, Meryl Streep's, you know, and they're sort of different. They're 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 great in different respects, you know. It, right. It wouldn't be fair to necessarily compare them to each other, but. You know, the Will Smith strengths, I think, elevate him. I now right. desperately but want to see a movie where Meryl Streep plays Daniel Day-Lewis and Daniel Day-Lewis plays Meryl Streep. I think I that would be the greatest gonna, movie ever. Now they're going to say terrifying. Meryl Streep plays Will Smith. I thought so, too. I also want to see that movie. That would be amazing. You just, see, you just see short, old Meryl Streep come in. Oh, hell no. I want a shot-for-shot shot remake of the movie we're about to watch, but with Daniel Day-Lewis and Meryl Streep in the leading roles. Did y'all see the, the prank that Steven Spielberg pulled? Um... On the entire internet after he released Lincoln. No. He announced that his next big project, he wanted to do like another presidential biopic and uh, he wanted to keep Daniel Day Lewis on board. Um, and uh, he was like, all right, so I've decided to do another one. I've decided who's the next most influential president in our nation's history. And he goes, oh, well, definitely Barack Obama. <laughs> and who better to play him oh, than Daniel no. Day-Lewis? And it cuts, oh, no. it cuts to a wide of Obama sitting in a chair. And beneath it is a lower third that says Daniel Day-Lewis as Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and for half a second, I, I was like, well, he's good enough. I, he's doing a great job. A, gosh. This is going to be a Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder situation oh, all over again. If it wasn't Daniel Day-Lewis, the joke would not land because he's such a good character actor. Oh, right. Yeah, but his entire The immediate thing. response is like, 
No, that's actually Obama. <laughs> Obama talks about the whole interview as if he's Daniel Day-Lewis playing Barack Obama. <laughs> it was awesome. And Martin Lawrence is also in this movie. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to go watch Bad Boys. Now we're going to let you all know what we thought about it. We'll be right back. You forgot your boarding pass. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys. You know, you drive almost slow enough to drive Miss Daisy. Alright, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Okay, well, I mean, actually, kind of annoying. Wow. Well, fine Dude. then. <laughs> you know what? You're, why don't you That's leave? what you wanted out of this entire movie. That's all you it. asked for constantly. Two times, yes, yeah. two times. And I'm we just gave that. you a rendition, and it was great. So. You, you know, Serviceable. beggars can't be choosers, Rick. I wasn't begging. Yeah, yeah you, you were begging. I actually, begging. Had, I actually had a surplus. Your um, eyes were begging. You were like, I need more bad boys in my movie. life. I got That's two what of them I when I there. only wanted one. So what did you guys think of our in- the introduction <laughs> of the two characters? What happened? Martin Lawrence and You Will were Smith. on the phone for Grubhub. That's that right. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I actually liked it a yeah, lot. I thought I it was good. It too. Yeah, it really did a good job to establish the two characters and what their thing was. And that Will Smith is uptight and the other guy is kind of a jerk about it. And then sometimes action things happen. That's pretty much the whole movie in a nutshell. And I'll be honest. My, oh, my, okay. Podcast done. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, you're ready to roll out. <laughs> my, my, honestly, my favorite part of the movie is the dynamic between uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. I like half of that. I mean, I, I, I think I like, I like, I like their it. dynamic, but I don't like. I will agree with yeah. I guess the both of you, where it's just like, oh, Martin Lawrence, he's married, and his character is just trying to get laid the whole movie. Yeah. I actually thought Martin Lawrence was a little more fun to follow than Will Smith was. I in agree. This movie. Really? Yeah. I, Will Smith. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can look at it two different ways. I think that Will Smith's the more talented actor. Okay. But neither of these roles were very challenging. No, they're yeah, both not very, exact, yeah. very flat. It's a Michael but it's I would exactly, say no. that Martin Lawrence's was the more challenging, and he delivered it just as successfully. So I, and also there's just more going on within that character than there is for Will Smith. Will Smith is more of the, even though I think Martin Lawrence is funnier. Will Smith almost feels more like the jester, well, like yeah, comic aside in this he's movie. He's definitely the straight man of the two. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. yeah. For for me, though, we cut to him just like having fun, pretending to be a dad. I guess like looking through the scrapbook and like hanging out with the kids. Like he, there's never like a moment for him to like have non-action-based conflict that I can remember well, no, vividly. But, but Martin Lawrence's character has a lot because he, he's, he's jealous of his partner's ability to woo women. He thinks well, he no, might woo his wife. Will, like, Smith has, Will Smith has the whole thing of like wanting to get the bad guys because they killed his hooker friend. He also has... Well, that's motivation, but that's not... Yeah. about his apartment being crapped in. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's his <laughs> okay. character motivation, but it only comes up when that happens and at the end when he decides whether or not he wants to shoot the guy yeah in the middle it's just 
him being a cop and running around from explosions. I mean, right. for me, There's the, nothing else there. For me, the thing is that Martin Lawrence just was not funny to me. And that may just be my sense of humor. I just don't enjoy hearing the same thing repeated 37 times in well, different voices. I, I thought he was funny. I enjoyed him. I'm, but I'm not I, saying I, you I did should. not necessarily in, enjoy the constant is like, yes, he is staying at my place. We have a, you know... There's a, there's a comic of, misunderstanding going yeah, exactly. on. Exactly. It's just like, here's simple answer and then done. But they let it keep playing out and playing out. Long and after, just, uh, clearly everyone else has kind of figured out, okay, this is what's, what's going, going on. on. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, and I want to be clear, like, the characters by themselves aren't as, like... I don't like that as much as I like the two of them together interacting with their each chemistry. Other. Right. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith on screen together have fairly strong chemistry mm-hmm. right. as far as like buddy cops go. The problem is, is that the story and the characters which that chemistry is supposed to highlight is extraordinarily flat, like unbelievably flat for Will Smith and pretty damn flat for Martin mean, Lawrence. What do you character. mean by flat specifically? Well, Not is- rounded. <laughs> I mean, like, are you just like, non three dimensional? They just a, they feel very to... cookie cutter. Like, I don't. Well, like, yeah, this is supposed to be. But a you cookie like cutter action movie. movies? Well, no it's movie supposed... should just be a cookie cutter action movie. But you like seven Fast and Furious movies that are. <laughs> Whoa, those oh, are wait, all. No, sorry, cookie- I legitimately like think like there's more nuance in most of the Fast and Furious movies than there is in this one. Like, and that's <laughs> honestly, if you think back to m- most of my ratings, that's not super high praise for the Fast and the Furious movies but it's very low praise for this movie this movie has garbage plot garbage characters garbage direction garbage storytelling are, are we talking I, about the movie we watch just now or Fast and the Furious movie because I cannot just tell now. from that description movie we watch just now oh come on I can name I can name like at least three or four villains from the Fast and the Furious series that were way better than the villain. Oh, absolutely, I'll, I will definitely absolutely. give you the villain. The villain in this is abysmal. But I mean, well, I mean, but the meh. the the story is based off of what the two characters are doing. Him being the villain is just like, oh, we just need a guy to be a bad guy. Yeah, he's extremely it, but, but that, tangential that, to what goes on in the movie. Like. Uh, I'd say a, a very significant chunk of the movie is mostly just the comedy of misunderstanding that's going mm-hmm. on with Martin Lawrence. I would say that the action set pieces in this movie, aside from one very particular moment, uh, <laughs> s- were surprisingly to me, like knowing Michael Bay's like tendencies, very underwhelming compared to sort of the middle act where you have that sort of like comedy of errors, like they're in different, they have to pretend to be each other for a while. And although the setup I think is just nonsense and dumb, I like the idea that they have to like work through these scenarios. I oh, like yeah. I like the that sort of the groundwork, like the the core concept is something I can get behind. Yeah. And I was getting to a point where I was like, oh, that's what this movie is going to be about. I'm a little excited to see that happen. I just wish that the payoff for that excitement it, really occurred. I just wish that it actually <laughs> kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, like, you, all you really get is Martin Lawrence thinks that Will Smith is cheating for a little while, and then Mar- Will Smith says he's not, and then they're bros again. I remember there being like one moment that was genuinely oh the 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 gun store no not the gun store the the shampoo the liquor, liquor and brick store <laughs> that that is that that was a pretty strong scene for comedy purposes I yeah. thought I thought it was pretty good I thought it was we pretty all good. laughed it, the, I mean, the, yeah. the 
there was a little bit in the middle where it dragged on. Yeah, but that, I thought that's it was, the part that was. But the end, the end when he's or, he's like and some skittles. Yeah, like, the end that, was, that was legit. genuinely funny. The end well, was legitimately it, punchy. The end makes it good because of like the buildup. Like, because it's constantly escalating and you're constantly getting this sense of, like, are they in trouble? And then it's like, they don't seem to be acting like they're in trouble because they're more concerned about something else. That's right. having multiple, like, pieces at play like that in a scene is how you build to a strong punchline. And that that's what makes it work, and is that everything else in the movie is just, this is where Martin Lawrence falls and it's funny, and it's just like yeah. ah, that's dumb. It's you know, just, that's he just not makes a smart. Fool of himself repeatedly well, throughout the movie, and that's the comedy of it. But yeah. what did you guys think of like the heist scene at the beginning? I thought it was I very, it. fairly yeah, well orchestrated, well. and was actually pretty good. Yeah, heist scene, um, especially considering you guys didn't like the villain. Yeah. I thought it was very well orchestrated. No, the, the the heist scene itself, I actually really liked. I thought it was is pretty cool and fun to watch. Like it was very kinetic. It it was mm-hmm. always moving, and you know, you kind of had a good sense of what was going on, which is not true of a lot of the movie uh, action scenes later. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if if the whole movie had been as strong as the opening scene and the heist scene, I think it would have been a fantastic movie. But there's a lot of it that just really, really drags. Yeah, I agree. Well, like, what what do, you, what do you say? What do you think drags? Is it is it some of the for me, um, partic- police station scenes where they're just like, um, where I guess the next scene is where for- they're getting reamed by internal affairs, saying we're right. going to take this over, and it's just like that's literally not how that would how that no, would be. For, Nothing for in this movie the, is how police work yeah, works well, no. at all. <laughs> well, and for, for me, it's the fact that everything that could happen once happens multiple times mm-hmm. in the movie. So you see. Uh, What's his character's name? Not Will Smith, the other guy. Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. What's his character? Marcus. Martin anyway, Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> you see him have the whole like, oh, I'm cheating on you. I'm not cheating on you. Thing, spat with his right. wife multiple times, and you see the whole, oh, I'm actually Mike, whatever. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. You see that joke four or five times. A you minute. see him handcuff the chick into the car that happens multiple times the first couple times without any like result right happening like, i'm i was with you i totally thought that was gonna have a really big payoff yeah and nope nope nope, nope, nope nothing no, at all no, no. <laughs> well, no, other, other than the only payoff being hey she's she got a key so she can get the handcuffs off this time like that's it well, and it's a it's just a setup for later in the movie it's not something that's set up to happen right now it's, but it's a, something it's not a, set up it's not a setup for like oh a bad thing happened because martin lawrence did this dumb thing it's a setup for she will also be strangely in this exact same position with a set of handcuffs and also the keys to that car that she's being held hostage in for some reason and she needs to have handcuff keys so she can dive out of that car as it flies into a pile of ether barrels. Right. And, and, well, no, and, and I, I'm not I saying... Think, no, I, I think with like with her character, like there are things that happen to her multiple times, but she's like, I don't want this to happen again. And no, that's so she so, so she fixes the problem. That makes I sense. Think, I think... I, I like that. There's like she's presented with a problem earlier, and she's like, "I'm finding a solution to this problem." Granted, there shouldn't have been keys in that car. It's the one smart decision she makes in the movie, so I agree with you. Yeah, that that kind of fits. But just like everything else, she does is is so stupid and so terrible. And, well, and for me, yeah. for me, that's what I mean when I say that the movie drags on. Is that all of these different scenes are just played out repeatedly without different end results, w- with some minor exceptions, right? Like. Like the whole 
Martin Lawrence is having a spat with his wife, like you don't see a different end result. Like the final time he's having a spat and you see his wife there, they don't oh, resolve. Wow. You yeah. don't. You don't. Res- it doesn't resolve with, honey. I know you're just doing your police work. Like it's okay. You know why don't we come back? Yeah, they and- don't ever really no. resolve that. They just have a terrible marriage. Right, and, and and that's the problem for me is that too many things happen the exact same way at multiple points in the movie without a significant change that means something in the movie. That actually goes really well with what well, Chris was saying about it being flat. I think. Yeah. Well, no, I, but well, yeah. I mean, it, it's like this is going to sound so new agey and dumb and and i hate that about this statement but but i, I feel like used stories like crystals after watching yes this <laughs> my essential oil i didn't have enough essential oils to calm down after <laughs> oh this is that what was in that whiskey bottle <laughs> right um, just, just chugging <laughs> essence of lavender <laughs> <laughs> um i feel very calm now <laughs> um but uh it's like stories i feel like a good story when you like analyze it it's almost seems like it's alive because every beat every element every character every scene it naturally like flows together it's where if you take one thing out there should be a hole there in this movie i feel like you could take several things out and there wouldn't be a hole there there'd just be like a blank piece of paper you know it's just there's just a canvas there it's not this breathing like fully fleshed out idea it's just Let's throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. This is where an explosion scene I mean, goes. I don't know. This like, is where this is where uh, Martin Lawrence's character fights with his wife because there's got to be conflict somewhere. It doesn't have to resolve. It doesn't have to involve any of the themes of the movie. It doesn't have to like add charisma anywhere. It's just oh, like this will be this will be funny and distracting until we get to the end. That's how I feel about almost everything in this movie. It's. I haven't watched a movie this bad in a long time. Yeah, we did Fast and Furious recently. The, no, no, the, no. Worse. I'm honestly, I'm trying to think if it's worse than Too Fast, Too Furious. I in can't. form, no. in in acting, no. even in no. the set pieces. Not like I close. feel like. I think it's I crazy was, that you don't think it's at least I close. I was bored in I'm, that movie. I was not I'm bored, bored in this, this one. movie. One hundred percent bored no. throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. The only times I found it endearing was that one scene we already talked about, the comical scene in the shampoo store, and the unintentional comedy of the guy flying out of the airplane. You know, the thing <laughs> like, is, I'm enjoying this even more now because you have the entire room against you now, and it's even more the experience of the me watching. The entire room's not against me. Josh just we put on shaking our heads. I, at I, you. I agree that it's a bad movie. Now, the point where I'm a, where I disagree with you is saying that it's as bad or worse than Too Fast, Too Furious. Because, because, because. I was not bored throughout this movie. I thought it was dumb, and I rolled my eyes more at this movie than I have probably any other movie we've watched. But in Too Fast, Too Furious, I almost fell asleep. And that didn't happen here. For me. I I legitimately started feeling sick. Like, I, was I was having laughing. such a bad time. <laughs> I was laughing like, at the movie a lot. Do, do you and guys sometimes think... laughing with it, but that's not the experience. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. I'm just yeah. saying. like, And that's not at all the experience I had with 2. Like, 2 is a terrible, terrible movie on all levels. This one is a bad movie with points that rise above that. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I will caveat it with saying that my exact statement was I'm struggling to figure out, and I hope this is exactly what I say, it's what I meant. Like, I'm struggling to figure out if this is worse than two. Because, mm-hmm. right, honestly, my gut reaction is definitely, but I always need time to process movies because <laughs> I, I lean to extremes. But honestly, <laughs> aside from two, 
almost certainly every other Fast and Furious movie I liked more than this movie. I, like you oh, said, you mentioned four, Josh. Oh, I no. honestly, I think I liked four more in this movie. Even almost with, even with Psychic Dom. Yeah. Like, no, like this. Yeah. Like I can, I can concede that uh, the like the girl in this movie is like infuriating. And yes. like she makes stupid decisions, like oh, that's the guy that killed Max, so I'm gonna follow them to this she club. She exists and for no reason but to cause conflict for no reason. Yes, well, yes, but oh but I gosh. don't think like this movie. I think is has much better action set pieces than than two at least. Yeah, at least two, definitely four. Yeah, and probably one. Yeah, but just well, because just the production because of the value of four was really bad. That's but, fair. But we have to think and of five. five, six, and seven. So they have so a, not they have a, they have two. They Wrong. have like Wait, yes. enough. They have more of a budget in those movies to make the set pieces better. I think. And I think that brings up a really interesting point. I'm sorry, I interrupted also you. I thought you were going to finish. You can no, but but and I think some of the characters and some of just the scenarios that they were put in are much better than just the generic. Uh, police work that they have to do in all of the fast and like of the first four, fast and furious fast and uh, fast and furious movies like minus Tokyo Drift all of them are cop dramas that have racing in them I do enjoy this every one, cop scene in this movie more than I enjoy any cop scene in a fast and furious movie yeah and and so and so I think the set the action set pieces are better than the than anything in the first four minus some of the drift races even in the three. first one Yes. Really? Even the climax of the first one? Yes. I oh, think, my I God. Th- yeah, I think... The, I thought no, we all liked the climax of the I first one. I like the climax of the first one. <laughs> I do like the climax in the first one, but I think, like, are, are you referring to the final race? Yeah. Or... Yeah, uh, well, the... F- the final drag race across the train track. As, as just an action set piece without any of the extra things, like, the extra emotion that goes into them, every action set piece in this movie, I would say, is at... Like at the same level or better than anything in the, like no, the first four no, no. minus I, the drag I, I literally like I feel like I'm gonna retch. No, the, the <laughs> action in this movie mind. was so poorly choreographed. Yes, I mean, right, that's what I was gonna say when you brought up the like, fight scenes. Yes, but the actual action set pieces with the explosions, the car chases, those were much better than anything. Like other than just like, oh, this is designed to be a chase. Like I thought that. Here's like, the thing, I. I will always put form over production value when because that's to me that's what you're talking about the difference between the choreography the choreography is the form the choreography is where are you putting yeah. the camera angles how are you cutting it together you know what what what's the blocking looking like the uh, production value is you know how uh, how how much grime are we gonna put on the cars uh, what what sort of costumes is everyone gonna wear how big is the explosions gonna be any other pyrotechnics are we gonna be using um, those little those little blood things that are gonna go off when people get hit with guns like that's production value and that's where a lot of money comes into play a small budget and, used well is always better than a huge huge budget used poorly and that's why i would say even though the production value of fast and furious 4 is very poor because they rely on computer generated effects instead of practicals the form is better because the way that those scenes are choreographed and designed works a lot better i mean in this movie i'm on your side binge like four, like the stuff that happened in four is nowhere like this movie's 
infinitely better than four. Well, no, no way. He, he wasn't yes. just Absolutely four. not. He wasn't no, I mean, four. specifically, the action scenes in this movie are better than the action scenes in four. In this one, there were times when I had trouble following what was happening. Just in because four, of the cuts. Yeah, just because of the cuts. And even then, I kind of could still get with what was generally happening. But in four, there were long, long chunks where I had zero idea what I was even looking at. So I have to be on Binge's side for this. Like, at least there's certain scenes within the first four Fast and Furious movies that the action in this is better than that. Now, so I would say the production value, like, th- they spent way more money on all, like, on, you can pick any of the Fast and Furious movies. I guarantee you they spent at least double the amount of money on those movies than they did in Bad Boys. Maybe. I, would I honestly wouldn't know. I, I, just because, I, I could, just because I could see that being true just, for the the sequels. I the first one I'm a little iffy on. I'm not sure about that. I I, I would be built. I'd be willing to put money that they were at or close to double the amount of money for the cost of the movie uh, for any Fast and Furious movie. Uh, against you may Bad be Boys. right. I'm I'm not just an because, expert when it comes to that. But Bad Boys was in what early mid nineties. Ninety five. Um, and Fast and Furious, the first one was released late '90s, early 2000s. The the amount of the summer blockbuster, how much it cost, was would have gone up exponentially during that time frame. Well, the thing is, there's a difference also between having a large budget and allocating that money into production value and using it well. And I so don't like, think, you I don't think they did that very well through the first four movies of Fast and Furious. Well, I think they I did a lot of it better I, I, I in, in this one than they did in the others. There are obvious tie, tie-ins between the two where we're comparing our thoughts between them, but we're spending a whole lot of time talking about the Fast and the Furious. It's our legacy. Expand? I know, yeah, I know. The, it's bread and butter. But, let's let's but that, try and bring it around also, and focus on Bad Boys. Well, but, but this is a similar type of movie. I, which I, is, I agree. And I think it's a good thing that we can compare now sure. to separate properties. Yeah, that is a good point. Like, to compare our opinions but, does, does help. But yeah. I mean, I mean to, it was where I was going to go immediately. Because to me, I yeah. was like, when I was watching it, I was like, we even Rick has to agree that this is worse than any of the Fast and Furious no, movies. No, at all. I, no. I'm c- completely flabbergasted. I don't understand why you hate this movie so much in particular, it honestly. Started oh. for me. There's it nothing started to for like. Me. <laughs> no, it, there's a lot of things to like. We all laughed at it. We had fun watching I, we, it. At, I laughed... Points. Twice, the, the, I laughed the part at the scene I me. talked about, when, and I laughed unintentionally at when he blows up from the airplane. Other than that, I legitimately don't remember a joke. That is ninety percent of my experience with Fast and Furious. And that's a straw man. You're saying, saying I that. laughed at I'm it. I'm not saying like that you are supposed to feel the way that I feel about it. I'm just saying that what you're talking is mirroring the experience that I felt when I watched those movies. I, I hear you, but I'm addressing the point where you said, we all laughed at it. We implying okay. we all Fair. enjoyed it. And I'm saying, not me. Fair. I did okay. not enjoy it. Josh, what were you want to say? I was on board with the movie up to a, up to a certain point. And there were some jokes that fell flat and that kind of thing. But it wasn't until um, the hooker and her friend, who's our main female in the movie we're walking down that hallway position hallway just the the is just walk from start of hallway to end of hallway talking exposition the entire way that was heinous that was that was the part where i just (laughs) noped out of the movie i'm like i'm done this movie is awful. I mean, let's it be fair. That's, so long. That stand, that's pretty standard for 90s action movie fair, I feel. The 90s action movies are mostly bad. They are that, mostly bad. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm on board with that. Yes. All right. I'm glad we can come back from exposition. disagreeing it's, fervently to agree. This is not a good movie. True, True Lies is a. Oh, that's an amazing, amazing movie. movie. Okay, good. I love that. Good, movie. good, good. I'm good. not saying I've never seen that True is, Lies. That is well. Oh. No, you weren't there, were you? It was just us three. I don't know what wow, True that Lies is. A long is. time ago. What? What is? It's that an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that we're oh. going anyway, to do at some point. Back it's on track. Great. I make that promise to you, listeners. You will hear our thoughts on that. I agree that they do a lot of exposition. But this was really badly done exposition. Here's the exposition. thing. Because Expo- it was just two people walking down a hallway. <laughs> exposition, like, I feel like it's easy to talk about it like like it's a curse word. But the problem is essentially the core rule of visual storytelling, which is uh, telling instead of showing. Right. And so, like, when we're talking about exposition, it's the fact that these characters are walking down this hallway, giving us all these details about their backgrounds and other characters, instead of us experiencing it, instead of us getting to know them, walking through the story with them, instead of just saying... complaining about not getting to know uh, the it's- main antagonist that her backstory doesn't matter except for that she was roommates with this person. What do you mean and- it doesn't matter? Like, what what I mean, what what part of her backstory matters for the rest of the movie? What do you mean? What does it matter for the rest of the movie? Well, you're complaining that that it's the it's not the the thing itself that's the problem. It's the way in which it's delivered. It's it's so ham-handedly just like okay, we're going to have a a supposed conversation, but it's going to be very very cardboard cut out, and the only purpose of this dialogue is to let everyone know what like our relationship is what your relationship is to Mike so that later when you die everyone will understand why Mike's really mad about it and that's pretty much the entire purpose of this and it's it's not it's like offensively bad writing I enjoyed it ironically out of the like wow this is so bad I'm laughing at it like thing but but how how else would it been able to have been done is like a million a, different ways so many ways like well, that, how, how how is how can she be like okay i trust mike and we're really good friends and all this other stuff like without like and or don't do it at all in that and scene. then it doesn't f-ing matter then it's like she calls the cops and is like hey i want to talk to this guy and there, there's no f-ing reason to as to you why she calls show her talking about it during, down the hallway well she then how call, else are she you going to call show? the cops later and be like hey my friend told okay. me that this is someone she trusts Here, here's, because yeah, the friends don't have to have that conversation 30 seconds before she here, dies here's another, if they're friends and they've got that history it can be implied that they had this conversation beforehand here's another way to look at it if you are going to put the if you're going to construct the first scene of a major character in your movie and i, I would describe the girl in this movie as a major character yeah, like she's a side character but she's major she's a She's like she gets a lot of screen time. She's important. Yeah, Yeah. she's the third third bad boy. Um, So the bad girl with (laughs) the bad boys. Uh, Um, So uh, there wasn't a pop filter so you could hear my head thumping again. The first scene for your major characters, they have to make some sort of an entrance. It doesn't have to be an explosion going off behind them. It just has to be something memorable that gives us an idea. That's who you are. Think the, back to the thing. The first scene of this movie is an excellent example of this. Like yes, it tells you exactly yes. who both Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are in every important way. And the villain. Yeah. During the heist, you yeah. see. You see. Okay. He. You know. He's not afraid to kill his own henchmen. He's, he's absolutely he's ruthless, ruthless. Yeah. And he'll do whatever he wants that furthers what he sees as best. Although, I, I, guess I would it, reference the only one, way to do this with the girl and have her stay the same character is just to have her be the worst roommate possible for an entire scene. <laughs> I, she, you just uh, see her be like. I can't believe she didn't do the dishes. And she, you just see her taking them all and dumping them on her roommate's bed. <laughs> yes, like, I, I would reference uh, 
a better movie that I think made an excellent entrance for its primary character Fast in a way that was too. in a way that was that was actually very uh, quiet, and that is uh, the thing. Kurt Russell's introduction. Mm-hmm. It's just him playing chess with the computer. He thinks he has the computer beat, and then the computer beats him. And the first thing he does is he destroys the computer by quietly pouring the rest of his drink into the motherboard. That gives us a strong idea of who this guy is with a minimal amount of dialogue. And it's kind of fun to watch in spite of not a lot happening. It is far better than this long scene, which is just a string of dialogue. A secondary character that we're not going to spend much camera like oh, that we're not going to spend much camera time, time, with camera time with her. But no, but. Yes, but we spend time with her when she is... No, no, I'm talking about the... the Tay Leone. Leone. Yeah, Yeah. her character... We don't spend time alone with her. That's the problem. I don't know if it is. I don't want to spend time alone with her. (laughs) Well, early on. We we should get to know her if we're going to be tried to convince that she's likable. Well, we're not. Tr- we're not. We're not trying to be convinced that she's likable. We're tr- we're trying to be. We are convinced through this conversation that she's kind of a bitch and doesn't really want to do anything. I honestly think that's accurate because I think the entire point is to have Martin Lawrence be the guy that we like. Like I think that's yes. that's the intent, and she's supposed to be an obstacle for most of the movie. Well, let and me rephrase it. We're so, supposed there's to. There's no better ways of having that be conveyed than just this thorough plot exposition like you can have that be conveyed and about her not, character anything's better than scene, bland though. right anything fine go all the way make her hateable but don't I do this hateable not i'm i'm referring to the we're still referring to the exposition we scene past that scene because honestly we've been talking about it for like 15 minutes and oh i think we're, we're what happens we're well next talked the movie. well no the next i don't know the next part is whenever they get gunned with the the people show up at the party and gunner oh and they shoot the friend that, the I th- thing about that scene is that there's parts of it that I like. Like, I think there's parts of it that work where they're both clearly uncomfortable with this really creepy, weird guy there, mm-hmm. even and though she's a hooker. And I guess that's probably much more likely to be what the kind of guy she runs into are like. But I, the thing I like that, that you can tell that she knows what the stakes are, even though she's playing along. Yeah, exactly. That worked pretty well. The thing that didn't work is when it suddenly goes from like how comedic sort of that scene is. Like, there's not a lot of tension going on there. There's some, but it's sort of just like, can we get out of here without having sex with that guy? Um, and it goes into like hyper drama mode, like the moment that the bad guy shows up and points the the gun at her. That death but the, was so bad. Well, the thing of it is, is like that. that that could have worked for me if I cared about that character. Like I should care about that person because it's a human being dying, and human being dying should be a very dramatic thing. But the thing is, in this movie, she's only existed to be a kind of just a sex object for the entire time. Those and that's cuts it. were so dumb. Like the way, like is. <laughs> like, I will agree the, that her that entire. Like, I don't sequence. care what the framework is of like the story for that going on. <laughs> that death and the way it was constructed, it was like I don't know. I don't know what it's like. It just felt so ridiculous. Ridiculous. Can I just say I love that you both hated the scene and Rick's like I didn't feel anything for the character like it just I would have mattered if her if she had mattered more. No, I agree and, with and, all that and, too. No, and Chris immediately pipes up like that scene was shot so poorly. <laughs> he was the one who is uh, studying to be a director and stuff like that. It's true. Here's the thing. Let's let Binge talk for just a second. We've been interrupting him a lot this podcast. Yeah, well, sorry, no, But I think um, with that scene, I do agree that it was shot poorly, that that whole death sequence was terrible, but this is supposed to just be a character that you're shown at the beginning of the movie that her and Mike are really close and really good friends. I and think. Sex. 
Huh? They're just having sex. Like, I don't know how but, but, they're, like, his super good friends. Well, I guess she did ha- kind of say, like, if you're ever in trouble, you can go to this guy. Exactly. And so they, they have, uh, they have okay. her first scene showing her and Mike being really close. And then her next scene is talking to her friend I, and telling her, this is a guy I can always trust. And they're a guy that sets up the next scene I think, after this I think where that she been, calls Mike. I think that would have been a lot stronger for me had it not been a... It felt to me like, their scene, like the scene where she and Mike are talking in the boxing gym. Mm-hmm. Which I just said that happened. Um, anyway, no, uh, the scene where they're talking in the boxing gym, if it hadn't felt like he was actively just trying to pick her up there, because I get the impression that he's sort of a serial womanizer, which, you know, fine, that's that's a reasonable thing is. for a character. Yeah, and he totally is that. But to me, that doesn't communicate they have this deep relationship that communicates like she was probably a one night stand that he enjoyed and she enjoyed and maybe they want to make it happen again I don't get a like real sense of bond between them from that and I feel like that had they done that a little differently he could still be the serial womanizer but they could still and but if they were it was more of a friend thing than a he's trying to have sex with her again thing I think that would have made her death feel a lot more impactful to me. Well, if, if they if they made you feel it through that scene where the two of them are interacting, then you don't have to have her explaining to her friend, "Hey, I trust this guy." Later on, yeah. later on, you already know that she trusts him, and so then if you just cut that whole explanation yeah. out later, her friend can call oh. and be like, "Hey." This is the guy my friend trusts, and you're like, well, yeah, we we saw that earlier. We we right. sure she knows. That. All you need to do is like have her say like, look, I'm doing some kind of shady stuff going in here. If things go bad here, call this guy. Martin Lawrence uh, clowning around in that gym was so dumb too. But that but that's, <laughs> like, that is also like it. I'm not going to say that that's a good thing, but that's what this movie is. Yeah. It's action cut <laughs> apart by comedy need, or comedy cut apart by action. Yeah, but that, really I'm not talking about up. I'm not talking about action and comedy and that being bad. I'm saying that literally just like rolling around with weights like was is not funny. It is just not funny. It, I it, thought it was funny. I, I enjoyed it. Stupid. Yeah, no. yeah. It's all right. It's one of those. <sighs> it wasn't like and him like going up to the punching like, bag. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. him going up to the punching bag and part of like and the Will joke. Smith having the one liner at the end of it. I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah, that was also funny. But also funny. him yeah. literally just like you see him get down on the bench and you're like. I know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to yeah. think he can bench press it, yeah. and then he's not. It's what you always say about the the comedies we watch that don't work for you. It's like, it's all about the surprise. Nothing surprising about that. That's fair, but in this case, I kind of wanted that to happen to Martin Lawrence, so I enjoyed it. But why? Because he was really annoying. So that makes it good? When bad it's, things happen to people that are annoying in a comedic fashion, yes. It's no. also, I thought, I thought you enjoyed... It's not how comedy I works. Thought you enjoyed like, <laughs> I thought you enjoyed, like, slapstick comedy. Because, I mean, it's... Him going over to the weight rack is the same as seeing Larry Moe or Curly pick up a big board with the other two next to it, and you're like, ah, they're going to get hit in Well, the there's also it. a difference between uh, Charlie Chaplin, like, organized physical stunts and just... I dropped something. Uh-oh. And that's what this felt like. The Charlie Chaplin stunts, you know, that that's actually like just like the fight scenes. There's a choreography to it. There's uh there's sort of, there's sort of a poetry of image going on. And that's what makes it funny is the surprise like, "Oh, I saw this completely wrong." But with this it's just always going it's like it's like, "Oh, I hope someone doesn't drop something on the toe." You know, I don't know. It's and honestly, that is, like that is a valid form of comedy. I feel that's a that's a yeah. big thing in like a yeah, lot of Looney Tunes. Yeah, exactly. yes, but the Looney Tunes thing is more it's like funny a Charlie it's Chaplin cartoons. thing because it's about the I staging of multiple events. The Looney Tunes is up. well choreographed. Like, right. No, it is <laughs> like like look at Roadrunner, the classic one where the he paints the the tunnel 
and Roadrunner still goes through it. Like your whole perspective of the world is constantly being broken and you're constantly being surprised and that's where the comedy Okay, comes but from. the difference is that this would be more like, at least for me, since I'm enjoying this because of my dislike for Martin Lawrence's character, um, I'm enjoying this for the same reason that I enjoy it when Jerry sets up an obvious trap for Tom and Tom walks right into it. Like, I enjoy that too. I laugh at that too. Even, no. Jerry and Tom and you're <laughs> yes. talking about a Tom and Jerry fanboy. They, their pranks are very similar. It's about the perspective and what you're seeing. Yes, and- you see that Marcus and Martin Lawrence's character is like, yo, yeah, like I'm a big guy, I'm a bad guy, like you know, looking at everybody else trying to show them up. Yeah, and obviously you see a that terrible yeah. job. And then he's right. like, he gets bravado. down. Yeah, he yeah he has bravado. He's you know trying to show that he's big and bad in this yeah. boxing boxing. Uh, Jim and gets underneath the weights and is like up and straight down yeah. and like that's funny. It's funny that's to me funny because, because he's, he's even make a good like try at it. Like it's just like oh nope, this was a terrible idea. Yeah, obviously like, there in front is of this that girl. Oh, setup. There's the full setup of him acting and looking like he's you know like knows what he's doing that he's better than everybody else. But everybody's like. I don't think this is going to work. And then it doesn't work. Tying Y'all it to Fast and Furious is like tying it to Fast and Furious. That's it's always it's true, like not to get watching Roman's character, right? It's funny because he's got such bravado and then he's instantly made a fool. Right. That's why it's funny. Yeah, at least I think it's a little I, funny. I, I would say it's not much better executed, but it's more better. It's more better. It's, it, it is better executed to me in um, most of like those bits in the Fast and Furious because I'm still surprised by how he ends up making a fool of himself. That's fine. But Whereas, I still and even found then, like in five, when he goes in and he just like acts dumb for a while, like to me, that's the same as this. Like that wasn't satisfying. And so I, in a way, I'd agree with you there because a lot of his bits don't work for me for the same reason. So I'm so I guess that we can just stop talking about some of the movie (laughs) no but uh, what what did you think of i guess them chasing and finding um taylor's character and seeing her upstairs and chasing after her and then her calling uh the police station for mike i had and all that a lot of questions about that it felt like she like got back to her place and then called instead of like as soon as she was far enough away like found someone with a phone or went into some place like it just didn't make sense to me. Was that she, she not in her place? Yeah, she no. They weren't in her their place. They had gone they to when she the calls? hotel. Oh, yeah, no, when she, she when she calls. She my question is why. Home. Yeah, it seems like she ran all the way back home. And that's what then, I thought happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It seems, and that's a terrible decision. It doesn't okay. make any sense. <laughs> I thought you were about to I'm like reveal. Like, no, she was at the bad guy's house still, and I was like, oh, no, that no. legitimately makes it a little more intense. <laughs> no, like for me, like it, it just would. It, if I get shot at and I jump out of a thing and barely get away from these guys, they're trying to kill me. I'm gonna stop at Which the first did, phone I can find and call the cops. How did that even happen? She jumped into the pool, and they're like, <laughs> they're like oh, ah, she got away. Water. They, they weren't willing. Don't to jump. you know we're just like Bruce Willis? in that one Shyamalan movie. They just weren't willing to jump. <laughs> I wouldn't jump after her you like that. You can shoot her. She's in the water. That's really far away. No, it's She not. could make it to the water from where she was. I'm not saying that like they couldn't have done anything, but I am saying like, okay, maybe they just didn't think they'd hit her or and, she got out by the time they got they up there. They weren't directly behind her. They were like ran across the uh, roof to get to that spot so she could have already gotten out of the pool and ran away. There, I thought it was a goofy escape. I thought it was a goofy escape. I'm not going to disagree. 
but just yeah. crawling around on shingles and yeah. all sorts it's dumb what what are the things that you really like about this movie binge because i feel that you're the big fan here and we've kind of just been crapping on the movie the whole time well i i i think that the chemistry between martin lawrence and will smith is extremely good mm. and that like their it. interactions throughout the entire movie are really like are just like top notch um as far as like two care like two comedy characters interacting with each other especially for this type for an action cop movie i think they do it better than a lot of other people i I mean Mm -hmm. i wouldn't necessarily go as far as like mel gibson and danny glover in the lethal weapon movies but i think they're still like top notch yeah they're 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 at least fun they're engaging at the very, very least. Like, I agree. Even when I'm not necessarily enjoying the comedy that's happening, I am engaged with what is happening on screen with them. And I'll, yeah. and I'll also say that I I enjoyed their mini feud with the other cop team more than I thought I would because I've seen it so overdone in a lot of other It was movies. sort of just there like they would throw was, insults at each other whenever right, they were together. But mm-hmm. but it seemed way more genuine, right? It yeah. seemed way more like, These hey, guys we're, really we're, don't like we're rivals, other, but, but they're all still cops and they've got each other's back. Right, they are right? still, they do still seem to be on the same team in that those cops are still doing the things that they need to, that, that those, that Martin Lawrence and Will Smith need them to do. Yeah. And, and even so much as to like stick up for them, right? Like you thought you were going to mess with the cops' family? No, that's that's not going to happen, yeah, right? Like, was, like, like they're sti- it's not just we're cops and we're begrudgingly doing our job by helping you. It's like we get on each other's cases, but like, no, we're we're going to protect our own kind of thing. And yeah. and I I like the way that worked. I also think that I I, I really liked the uh, police chief, whatever his name was, Joey Pants. Oh, Mr. Yelly constantly. Yeah, every I like police screamo. I like this character. <laughs> yeah, that's every police chief ever yeah and i I, I find and i also found him much more engaging than most of the other character like most of the other movies that are like this that have that character he needs to get plugged back in the matrix asap (laughs) (laughs) no but i think i hated him don't trust this man but in in cop movies the chief is always just the hard ass and that's it like there's there's no like oh he's actually kind of wrong about like there or that he's you know all they show is him yelling at them, and you then at the end the of the movie, that he's under from other people exactly. that are above him, or right. at least can you, do things to him. Yeah, and you don't see them like look like a fool, like as they're speaking to them when he's in the gym and just like shooting free throws and is missing like <laughs> right, by eight yeah. feet. Like you don't see that in any other cop movie where the chief is like the hard that. ass. He is definitely, and a so he they good break they of sort of break the stereotype just a little bit. Like he's still the hard ass, but I mean he it shows them as more on like a level ground, even I, though he yeah. is the chief. And I think again that goes into. <laughs> despite all the ways in which the cops in this movie do not act like cops at all, they at least feel like they're on the same force, right? Like, yes, he's being the hard-ass chief who's yelling at him all the time, but at the same time, he's saying, hey, someone's got to take the fall for us for for this crime, and we've got to work together and get this done or else it's going to be us. Like, right? Like, we've got to protect this team. It feels like he is in that as well. Like, right. he he's, as he's, well as you guys, and I'm worried about all of us. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. He's worried about, it feels like he's worried about all of them instead of just trying to cover his own ass. Yeah, I agree and, with that. And I, really, I like that. Yeah, definitely. So what else did you like, Benj? Um, I I enjoyed the most of the action set pieces. Like, I don't know, I don't understand, like, I can understand, like, how some of them are cut, 
where yeah, it's like the the jump cuts from this to that to Will Smith running back to the car <laughs> to Will Smith running again. I can understand not liking I know, I can those. Watch Will Smith run all day. That's right? actually one of the ones I have the least amount of beef with. Well, the, the two the two that bug me the most are when uh, they the, they finally re kidnap uh, the the girl yeah. in the bottom of Will Smith's apartment complex. I mm-hmm. re- hate that one. Uh, and then the scene with Martin Lawrence fighting the dude in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> you know, the thing of it is, is that like as I'm thinking through all the action scenes, there's none that I hated everything about. There's there's been at least something that I liked in each of these, and it it is in making me so happy to see like the soul leaving Chris's Kai's body as I say those words. I just I I'm thinking through the action scenes, and I'm trying to think of I'm trying to see if there's. At least one thing that I I really liked anything about. <laughs> like, I just, I really, unless it's ironically, I felt like this movie as an action movie is a hot, wet sack of garbage. Like, it's, it is, I, I can't, I, I don't want to delay your point further, Benj. I feel like you weren't done, but it seems like we're all chiming in. So, like, oh, I yeah, just no, have to reiterate free, free. that if, like... Oh my god. Gun to my head if they're like you have to watch Bad Boys and sing its praises for its action choreography. Like I would think about it. <laughs> I'm like do I really Bad Boys the bullet might be better. Like I like, really uh, despise the way that the action scenes were constructed in this like, movie. Okay, so so in your mind what was the worst action scene? I pick one. All of them. Like I no, I'm not on, even what? trying to be cheesy. Like I they they're all so bland maybe maybe the one in the bathroom because like it just felt so hokey it was like this mirror and then this mirror and then it's I like, like i thought one. surely he was gonna go for the last mirror yeah, because it was urinal. that was funny no no so that, gross. i don't know <laughs> I, I, the, I but honestly like i say that and i'm remembering the will smith chase and how that was so bad i had to stand <laughs> up and I, I just i was beside myself like it was more to me than like i don't know what's going on it's that I don't feel the weight of any of the kineticism that is going on. And like for an action scene, that is so important. It is so important to like construct it properly. Otherwise, you don't get any sense of danger or tension. And this movie, I like you talked about in Fast and the Furious that like you've never felt like anyone is in danger because you never saw damage. In this movie, we see people get damaged and they're at least affected a little bit. Not much, but like, oh, I would say a little more than in like the first four Fast and Furious movies. Maybe all of them even. But yes, but I feel like these scenes were way less enjoyable for me because that kineticism was not there. See, these look almost exactly the same as the scenes, like the action scenes that I don't like. I don't see that much difference between the two. And the thing of it is, is for me... Formulaically, I cannot support that at all as an opinion or otherwise i don't care i'm aware of that like i get that you hate everything about this movie i I don't know what else to tell you like i enjoyed it what what do you want from me what i do kind of wonder though is if uh so i feel like a lot of the big reasons that uh i hated the fast and furious movie so much is how bungled i feel most of the writing moves are and i'm wondering if that's what's not connecting to you here is a lot of the finer points of like you know they should have shot this scene in this way and done things in this other way and it's hitting you a lot harder because you know those mistakes sort of like how someone with perfect pitch can hear a song that lots of other people like but because there's just this one note that's in there that's wrong it drives them crazy here's another way i'll put it i would bet hard money hard cash money 
get five strangers off the street. Show them one scene from this movie and one scene from Fury Road. At least four of them will no, say no, that no, the Fury no, Road no, action no, scenes no, are better no, constructed. No, 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 no. How are you bringing no. Fury Road into this, that's man? Like, no, that, that's, <laughs> those are two movies yeah. designed completely differently. That's like me saying, but how no, are they designed differently? No, that's like me saying that, okay, I take one of the dramatic seri- scenes from Fast and Furious and put it against anything in Citizen Kane and everyone's no, like Citizen not. Kane No, it's not. They're better. both action movies. I'm not telling you to show the whole movie. I'm saying... Pick a scene with an action set piece. It can't. It doesn't have to be okay. the whole thing. It's like also, which scene do you feel like it, you feel more for what's going on? You're more interested. You're comparing a. The thing of it is that you're comparing a C grade uh, action movie to A plus masterpiece. And what I'm here's the thing. I everything's on that standard. Everything's on that standard. Like I'm looking at the masterpiece and I'm saying, this is great because I find no fault with it. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, this is constructed terribly. And you're saying, well, being constructed, like I feel like you feel that way, Chris, but does it, I feel like what you're insinuating is that, but that doesn't matter as much as maybe you think it does, right? Uh, And I'm looking at that and I'm saying, no, that matters a lot and it matters to everyone. In the same way that good matter writing matters a lot and it should matter to everyone you may not be able to perceive it but you do feel it and but what i'm also curious about is i'm curious to know whether or not you legitimately think this movie has fewer writing problems than the fast and the furious does because i know that the fast and furious has some ridiculous like almost fourth wall breaking stuff with how no one gets damaged but there's no theming that connects everything together. There's no like proper next steps that are happening. Like we were constantly asking questions, you know, proper. I don't agree with what you've said. My, the thing for me that what works better for me in this movie than as far as a writing thing than works in the fast and furious movies is that this movie does not have nearly as many tonal problems that I had with fast and furious with fast and furious. I felt like it would be all over the place. There'd be poorly done drama in three or four scenes there mixed in with like, Oh, isn't this so funny that we're messing with Roman like right after that. And there's just so many things that don't fit together from that perspective for me throughout all of the fast and furious movies, especially because I'm not buying anything that happens with any characters that that's the issue there with me for this movie. Most of the character interaction comes between Martin Lawrence and um, Will Smith and I believe everything that happens with them like I get the chemistry between them and even with Martin Lawrence and Tay Leone I get the hatred those two feel for each other and mm-hmm. that feels very real for me and a lot of that is not present in Fast and Furious movies for me I don't get any of that sense of genuineness from from what's going on there okay that's fine I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that but I guess more what I was getting to is that in Fast and Furious, you spent a lot of time talking about how like stuff just didn't make sense. How like, why is this happening? And I felt like in that regard, this movie is far worse. I, I don't think so. I mean, there. do you have specific examples? Because there's there's things that happen in the movie that characters make stupid decisions. But a lot of times I feel like everyone in this movie is kind of stupid. So and, that doesn't really bother me. Well, and they, it's and stuff like, why, do, why doesn't to, she go to the police even later when she realizes that these guys aren't going to yeah, help them? That's, like That's absolutely crazy stuff like that that. like that's an example that's Um, very dumb but it's within the tone of the movie for me so as long as it's within the tone it doesn't have to necessarily make sense within the world i guess the the character i can see being dumb enough to do that like that's the thing she is a dumb petty person for most of the movie in my opinion Mm -hmm. and she doesn't ever make good decisions so i don't expect it's not 
out it of would, character yeah. for her to later not make good decisions. I that, don't feel like sense. I don't. Here's my thing. I don't feel like the tone of the movie implies that what she's doing is dumb. It just actually is dumb. You, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. Michael Bay's trying to make us believe. Yeah, she really doesn't think she belongs here, but she's a loner, so she's gonna go alone. But well, what I think is, no, that's she's just dumb. Well, she's really she, dumb. It's more <laughs> that she doesn't trust anyone in the police because uh, that one guy was at one point a police officer, and Martin Lawrence is at all points in this movie rolling ones on his bluff checks like he is always badly lying throughout this movie so the fact that he happened to be telling the truth when he said that you know we got that guy out of the police force a long time ago we caught him a long time ago we knew he was a bad guy like that was a fluke the rest of us are good guys like I, I, I can buy that she wouldn't believe him for that. So it's dumb. Yes, but she I believed him for that. the rest of the movie. No, she didn't. She <laughs> no before that. Saying. The other that's near oh. the end. I'm talking about the majority of the movie. She believes his lies. She believes that he's the other guy. Yeah. She's still skeptical. Yeah, yeah she's sort. She's she, kind of going along with it. I don't know if she ever really 100 percent believes it. I think that she's just opens with a lot more holes. Like, I mean, but that's, I, I but that's also that, why why she like if you you saying that she doesn't really believe and or trust him that explains why she decides that she's going to go to club hell and kill the guy because she knows that he's going to be after her that explains that that her character wanting to do something that stupid is because she doesn't trust the people that are there to protect her and is that satisfying to you guys though it's enough of a thing for me to be like okay whatever you're dumb it's it's connecting the dots i see that connecting the dots it's not enough more so than i enjoy that characterization of her that's not it. It's enough that I'm willing to like go along with it. it. I would be on that page if I felt like that complaint, like those types of like questions, I guess they're just dumb reasoning, wasn't present throughout 99% of this movie. And that's my problem with it is that like, I just don't buy so much of what happens. I feel like it feels like Michael Bay is telling me, hey, this is what's going to get us to point B as opposed to just experiencing the story, like just letting it happen. And it, does that not make sense to you guys? I just don't get, I don't. I don't get why you're hating it so much in this movie when I feel the exact same thing was often present in Fast and Furious movies. I, I, mean, I, I feel like this is one of the bigger strengths of the Fast and Furious is storytelling. Like, I mean... Yeah, I think that if on this grounds, it did that far better objectively. Uh, I just like I don't I don't I don't see because I think I think this is a much better movie. Wake up, wake up, like hands down than any of the first four Fast and Furious movies and could give the rest of them a run for their money just because like this. Go ahead. Let him let him. I'm not shaking my head at you. I'm shaking my head at. Just this Chris. comparison, okay. But but see, but see, like this movie was designed to be an action comedy, like a cop action comedy, and it has serious points and it connects everything in it very well. There's no jump in logic. There's no jump from this scene He's to right. that scene. No, there, there's mean? no there's no jump from from one scene to another scene where there's nothing tying the two scenes together. Everything they do in this movie, everywhere they go is tied to a specific thing. They say, Oh, well the guy that planned out the police station, let's go to his house and they find him there dead. And they're like, okay, well obviously somebody's trying to track down everybody that is, they're killing everybody. And so they find, they they find, they they lead, they have breadcrumbs leading them everywhere they go. There's nothing, there's no jump like saying, 
oh well we know this because of this and because we said so and then it's done and like there's there's actual breadcrumbs bringing you from and one I'm point to the next I'm not saying they're not stupid breadcrumbs because right. a whole lot of them are like it's stupid and the characters yeah. are idiotic yeah but at least it's connected yeah yeah everything's connected like they say oh well was there so like so much ether oh well they're like Jojo he's a like we know this because like Jojo he is, is, is a we chemist we already established that actually there yeah. are some things that are foreshadowed oddly enough yeah that, like this movie so, they, they pull back on things that they show earlier in the movie yeah. I think they do that a lot yeah. some of it is like the whole like how Will Smith and Mark uh, Martin Lawrence they're like arguing with each other while they're both in danger and then they flip the script like at the last second to get the jump on the guys they do that several times throughout the movie and I, I like I enjoy like those callbacks to certain things yeah. that happened earlier in the movie and if they happen differently that's fun like with Tay Leone being locked to the steering wheel of the car like like just the f- they minus do, they minus do the her things. having the keys right. in right. certain right. case, and they're at least attempting to do things with that repetition. Well, and, and, a lot of times it fails, uh, but they are it's there. Yeah, and, and I'll agree with you because I think despite how stupid and and somewhat plot holy because of how dumb the characters are, it's plot holy in that this isn't the smart thing to do. It, it, exactly, and the like, audience can tell. Why, that. why aren't you doing the f- obvious thing that solves your problem? Right, right. despite all of that. The story I feel is better constructed than Fast and Furious. I think the I think the point even where, the first one. I, I think I think the point where Fast and Furious peels ahead is in its execution of its action scenes. But that's because they have more money. <laughs> I also legitimately like most of the characters in every Fast and Furious movie more than any of the characters in this movie. I like watching them do things. I like them even as people, even when they're not good people but they're just sure, fun they're most of them, and, and, and but I'll most agree of them that are... I enjoy watching the Fast and Furious movies more than I enjoyed watching this one Here. but I think that the story despite being dumb was constructed better in this one in, in Bad Boys than it was in especially the early Fast and Furious movies well I would say way better than a lot of the, la- the later Fast and Furious movies because a lot of times in Fast and Furious movies there'll be whole long segments of the movie where things are happening but it ends up not mattering at all that's not true of this movie like everything that does happen does matter to at least some plot point that's happening within the movie there's there's at least things that are going on that come back later and make sense I I, I don't disagree but I can't really provide points without rehashing ideas I've already mentioned. But I can summarize my response by saying I don't think you guys are necessarily incorrect in your assessment of this movie's plot structure and how it's organized and constructed. But I feel like what you're describing is also like par for the course to me. Because it's not like... Like like those pieces, those like breadcrumbs. It's like you mentioned, Josh. Like they're not like it's not like this really big intelligent like story. It's not like this, you know. It can be an action comedy, and it can still fear feel Shakespearean in a way in its execution, and that all the details all the details truly matter. I feel like in this movie, it's only like the big chunks of details that lead to the other big chunk of detail, and everything else in between is just filler. Like the thing between Martin Lawrence and his wife. That's just filler. It doesn't matter. Like, and there's big bits like that that just don't matter I martin mean, lawrence spewing with tommy it doesn't matter well, it doesn't really matter the like, thing for there is that like 
that's that it does kind of matter because it gives you an insight into who Martin Lawrence's character is. And, he, and, then, and, and here's also, the other point I would bring up. The part of the movie I liked the most was basically the little bits of comedy that happened comparing Will Smith and Lawrence living in each other's shoes. Yeah. But part of the reason this movie fails so horribly for me is that's not I don't feel like that's the heart of what this movie was selling to me. We spend more time with the action scenes, with the cop stuff. Yeah, I do And agree. all of that fell flat I, for I me. Do, I do so, wish that that had been more of a, a focus of the movie to kind of show these two characters like at their worst at the beginning and then they kind of come to understand each other better by the end by living in each other's shoes that would have been great like yeah. I would have much preferred that if it was more connected to sort of the 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 drug and the crime and the cop stuff right. and had a fulfillment yeah. A fulfilling ending where it's like, all right, everything ties together. All the themes work together for yeah. the point of the movie. That would definitely make it then, a lot stronger. Then 100%, I would yield to the point y'all are saying because then I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, the movie's like, that. that's a great argument for what I'm pointing out. But what I'm pointing out is how everything fits as a movie. It feels like a bunch of little ske- okay. sketches they so you're, stitched into a you're movie. You're not saying like the plot doesn't make sense. You're saying just that it doesn't feel like the same movie at points. Because I do agree I, with that. I, it, I do feel like there's a lot of things about the plot that don't make sense. But I would definitely think the latter thing you're saying is what matters more to me. Okay. I think yeah. it, for me... A plot hole like doesn't matter if I like have to think about it later because I'm so invested in what happened in the movie. Sure. If if someone does something later, I'm like that doesn't make sense. But in the moment, I was so enraptured by the characters and yeah. the set pieces. Then in that regard, the plot hole is insignificant. Yeah, the flying T Rex in in Jurassic Park, for example. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. was gonna say that, but I was like, and then I was like, Rick's gonna kill me if I use that example one more yeah. damn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, I think a big part of it is just that you're in very much again the same position that I was. Of you're you're not enjoying the movie, and so every flaw that's there it feels magnified for you. Um, and you know that's that's not an invalid way to feel by any means. Um, I, I think that you're being harder on the movie than it deserves, but you're doing it from an understandable place. I'm I'm trying to be as objective as possible. I'm not <laughs> I, trying I to let any bias so in. Well. But <laughs> yeah. I, I also, th- I think some of where I am confused about how you're taking this movie is that there were some parts of like Fast and Furious that were completely ridiculous that you're kind of like, ex- like you when talking about it kind of excused some things whereas in this but he you liked- are you are hitting the nail on the head so hard over and over and over again in a movie like this where you didn't do the same thing um, in Fast and Furious. But he liked where the I, characters where I in, in Fast and Furious and he was invested in them and their story. I think that's well, the difference, right? Or I mean, that's, a, big a, part that's of it. a really big part of it. Another big part of it is a point you brought up earlier, Rick, with tone. You felt like this movie was more consistent in tone, but I felt like the tone of this movie, although consistent, was really lame. Like, that's the only way I can describe yeah, it. Like, it that. wasn't... If the comedy's not hitting for you, then that's going to be a huge problem. Most of the movie. comedy did not hit me in this movie, and most and none of the action hit me in this movie. So, that's most of the package. And I'm trying to look at those details to explain why both did not work for me. But in Fast and the Furious, everything worked for me because I felt like I was just able to get on that ride. I was like, all right, you know, when they say something funny, I think it's funny. When the characters are, you know, having a heart to heart, I feel that heart. When they have these big action scenes, I am totally invested in it. And even the ridiculous scenes, knowing how ridiculous they are, I I still enjoy it because I'm on the ride for the whole package. In this movie, like, I can't 
feel or justify or even pretend to compliment anything like I y'all being very gracious with me right now and I'm trying to be and I'm really trying to be like this well, is something I, think, I liked but I already said everything I liked to well, no, and, I, and I think I think part of that I would like to caveat all this with saying I was really looking forward to watching it like I didn't want to go into it with like a negative bias I do not have strong respect for Michael Bay. So I, I felt <laughs> that is I, the nicest way you could possibly say that. Yes. I, I do. I did feel like I had the most appropriate, like, entrance into this movie that I felt like I could have as someone who loves movies. It's like, yeah, Michael Bay, he's considered sort of a trash storyteller. I've seen a couple of his movies and really didn't like most of them. But I also know that a lot of people genuinely love Bad Boys 2. So I'm yeah. excited to watch Bad Boys 1 I and then go on to Bad sure Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 is a lot better because that's the one that I saw the first couple scenes from and it was a lot better. <laughs> I, I really hope so. I'm going to be genuinely surprised if I'm even feeling half as bad about it as I did this movie with its reputation. So with that said, why don't we go ahead and move into final thoughts? I feel like we've there's not much we need to discuss otherwise. We, and there's the one climax, scene that does like, need to get brought up, but I'm sure that's going to come up when Chris talks about his favorite scene. That so might be it's, fair. I think it's okay. Uh, I, s- similar to the way Chris went into this movie, I've heard a lot of good things about Bad Boys 2, so I was curious to see how Bad Boys 1 uh, went. And I didn't like it. It wasn't fun. Uh, I've said in the past that I I tend to review movies based on how much I enjoyed watching it. Like, there are bad movies that I'll give a good rating to just because I had fun. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's not a good movie, but I'd recommend someone watch it. Like, it's a fun, fun movie to watch. This isn't one of those. Like, I did not have a good time watching it. There, there were times that I laughed and that, you know, I enjoyed watching it with you guys because you're my friends, but I, I wouldn't sit down and watch this movie again. Like, no, thank you. Um, favorite scene, probably, probably the opening. Um, just the initial back and forth between those two characters, uh, as well as the heist. I think just it was all done really well. But especially that initial go between between the two characters, where you can see you can really see their personalities come through and see the way that they both really love each other, but also bicker all the time. Like I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, my least favorite scene, gosh, it, it's it's got to be something with the villain. Um, I think probably once he's captured the the main girl and is starting to make threats, and he's like, hey, you know, I've killed when my he chemist. he calls him on the phone for no reason at yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I, I've killed the chemist and I have your friend. It's just, it's super weak. I, I don't like the chemist at all. And, and you know that the girl, you, I, I didn't feel any genuine threat for her like at all and so and so that whole scene was just a waste and it made him seem petty <laughs> instead of threatening um overall i think i'm gonna give this um gosh <laughs> <laughs> that moment when you're just struggling to decide <laughs> yeah i've i've it took me a while but i i've it's, rested on a number and I'm it's either going to be a half or a zero I think <laughs> yeah I think I'm going to give it um, two and a half Porsche 911s out okay. of five Porsche was that what his car was no, I don't know it's a Porsche oh Porsche whatever <laughs> sorry uh, oh. two and a half out of five oh, Porsche whatever they're cops 911s yeah I get it oh okay sure Porsche 911 two, two and a half out of five Porsche whatevers <laughs> alright Chris 
you look like you have a lot to say. Why don't you just go ahead and, and burst that that boil and, and get it out there? It's funny you should say that. I really don't have much. <laughs> what, Chris, what do you think of the score? <laughs> what do I think? Oh, my God. You mean Kroger brand uh, <laughs> Eric Clapton or no, a Kroger brand a Carlos Santana yeah. is constantly chiming in. <laughs> that was so bad. It sounded like something straight out of the, like the iTunes like general domain music library. Like yeah. It was horrible. Um, the, okay, well, I'm going to start out with the positive things because I actually do have a sincere positive like remark towards the shampoo store thing. <laughs> Uh, basically the the dynamics between the characters when the clerk draws the gun uh, I actually thought that was very well directed very clever very engaging like there was always like a new point to look at a new perspective going on in the scene and it, it was honestly it was slightly masterful I thought it was a really great scene um, and I love the punchline at the end where they're just like like I want a pack of Skittles. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. great. Um, and I, I really hope Bad Boys 2 is like that almost throughout. Uh, I think that would make it great. Um, I remember doing one of the Fast and the Furious movies. I got so mad at Rick and I never told him when he said his least favorite thing about the movie was the rest of the movie. Because I felt like that was so cheap. So uncalled for and not in the spirit of the podcast. And now you understand. He's trying. Yeah, he's trying. <laughs> I don't I don't want to do it, but I mean, like, that's certain, how I feel. Like, there's a certain I hate point in, it. There's a certain point in not enjoying a movie where it all just kind of blurs together and there's nothing like you can pick out that is just awful above all the rest of the awful. I get it, that. Yeah, it's like, I just like, I, I, I really want to point out like this is where it failed the hardest, but like, the rest of it, like it, one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen in my life. Like I think it's so bad. I, I I've legitimately watched <laughs> movies late at night on Sci-Fi that I feel like if they if this movie did not have the charm of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, I definitely would think that Piranha Condo was way better. <laughs> that's the whole movie. It's the charm of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. That's that's, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> there needs to be something to support that charm. Otherwise, it's terrible uh i'm gonna i'm i oh my gosh i it gets a half a porsche it's really bad i (laughs) oh my gosh i'd rather watch baby geniuses too (laughs) we can make that happen no we can't (laughs) please cancel michael bayton let's just watch my baby geniuses i didn't no we can strap you into a room and make you watch baby geniuses i'm not doing a baby geniuses retrospective no i i really hated this movie there's not really anything else i can really say Uh, other than that the last action scene with the explosions is awesome and the action scene following that was a real bummer. I really thought there was. I really thought there was going to be like a, an explosion or an actual like tense shootout or something, and there wasn't at all. It was very low key. Yeah, I was uh, okay with it. Which I guess there's something wrong with being low key. Just didn't seem like what was called for in the moment. So I'll go ahead and give my thoughts, so Binge can have the last word. Um, I didn't hate this movie. I didn't like this movie and I didn't love this movie, but I didn't hate it either. Like my, I'm very ambivalent towards a lot of it. And the thing for me is that 
I personally didn't enjoy a lot of Martin Lawrence's uh, comedy. But the thing of it is, is that that's just my sense of humor. Like, if you enjoy that, I think you're going to love this movie. Like, if you're on board with his character and with Will Smith's, and I'm totally on board with Will Smith, so I've got, like, sort of that that foot in the door, I guess. Um, I, I really enjoyed a lot of that. And so, you know, like, because my favorite scene is what, what Josh brought up, the first scene, where they're they're kind of bickering and it, having fun with it and all that, and it works really well, and you see a lot of that thing. And it's not as drawn out as some of the later scenes get, I feel like, with both those. It's real tight. You get everything you need to, and it's and it's done, and it's, de- it's like steps out of the way. Um, the thing is, though, my least favorite scene is going to have to be um, the final scene between Lawrence and his wife, like where they kind of just stomp out a- on each other. And then there's an action scene where they're both present there. But that's about it. Like I their relationship is really troubling to me. <laughs> and thing of it is, is that like it's because there's just this clearly bad, hateful marriage going on between these two people. And there's no resolution to it. It feels like the director is trying to say, like, yeah, marriage is bad and there's no fun in it and it all sucks. And it's just this woman constantly hating you for doing your job and the things that you have to do. Like it just was un- unfunny to me and painful, partly because that's a really common trope and just, you know, not real fun for me because I'm not enjoying that particular character. Um, that said, you know, overall, I'm giving this uh, two and a half explosions. Um, like, it's I think it's a more positive two and a half explosions than uh, Josh's was. But it's a I mean, hard two and a half. <laughs> well, no, what I mean is that, like, I went into this movie expecting from Michael Bay, at best, a C-grade action movie, and I got a C-grade action movie. I didn't love it. I, you know that's that's all I got and I enjoyed it enough for what it was I it was engaged with the movie the entire time which I can definitely say will not be true when we get to tr- some of the Transformer movies like those are the worst of the worst I think um, so yeah uh, yeah overall positive experience for me binge <sighs> okay um, for for this movie I think a lot of the good parts are the chemistry that Martin Lawrence and Will Smith have together. I think that um, lifts the movie up over just a typical Michael Bay action movie. I think um, like expecting explosions, like low circle pan facing up at the main protagonist, like all those are things that we can expect, but not much meat um, on the rest of the movie, which we, which we've seen in some of his later movies. But I think like their chemistry, um, the chemistry, honestly, that, uh, Martin Lawrence and Ty Leone's character have is very strong. The police scenes, um, are almost unnecessary, but I think those are better than most other, uh, movies that are put those kinds of scenes in there. Um, just because they don't, it's not typical, atypical to everything else that we've ever seen. The set pieces I think are really good. Uh, the explosions and all that stuff like, yeah, okay. Ha ha ha. It's a Michael Bay movie, all the explosions, but I think they, the action scenes are put together very well. Um, the fight scenes are not the best, but it's, it's not just, oh, we're throwing haymakers at each other the whole time and that's it. Like, it seems like there's actually a little bit more rough and tumble with those fights. Um, the story is not the best story, but I think it's, it for what type of movie, it's it keeps me engaged just because there are, there's a continuousness to the story, whereas sometimes in movies like this, they make jumps, they skip 
step B and just go from A to D, A to C. Um, <laughs> uh, but I, I would say my favorite scene would probably be the opening scene between because we get a lot of character like exposition without getting exposition. Yeah, that a lot of people don't like. Um, and it kind of puts you in that frame of mind like, okay, these are who these characters are. These are who they are with each other. Um, and I think they do that extremely well. And that sucks. Like That pulled me into the movie right away. Um, something I didn't like about the movie, uh, my least favorite scene, it probably would be um, when Martin Lawrence goes over to his house to try to catch Will Smith and oh, his wife God, having sex. that was sex. terrible. I hate I agree. that kind of misunderstanding. Yeah, in yeah like, and, 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 and in this movie, like, and in most movies, like, that kind of silly misunderstanding because you can't say one sentence to the other person about something, I think is overplayed in every, every the first time I saw it, I was like, this is dumb. I don't understand. Like, one sentence resolves all of this. Uh, but... Like that scene kind of just was like, oh gosh, this again, really? Can we please stop with this? This is not necessary. Um, but overall, I enjoyed this movie. I had a good time watching it yet again. Um, and I would have to give it three and a half Porsches out of five. It makes sense to me for someone who was on board with it. Yeah. All right. Like, cool. I, I would have expected so, lower ratings from both Josh and Rick from how much they said they didn't enjoy and didn't like the movie. And I'm not surprised eh, at all, Chris. It's that bad, you gave but it's it not the half. worst. So I, next time. I can't remember the last time I was more bored in a movie. <laughs> I, I'm genuinely curious to see how Lady he's going to react to um, I, I, to I'm Rock. so scared Very about me movie. supporting the months of Bayham. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's like, like I, maybe it's just so long since I've watched a Michael Bay movie. I mean, it's going to get painful and it's going to get real painful. Yeah. I, I'll straight oh. up, I I remember liking Transformers way more than this. Transformers the, 1 for, is Even is the okay. second one. Like, yeah, I, like, I think Transformers 1 is okay. The third one was really this. bad. I never third finished the third one. Abysmal. It's one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my entire but life. honestly... I think it would. I think I. No. If I was watching this no. on TV, I it's, think I would have turned this off sooner. It's like, well, okay, yeah, that maybe, but <laughs> like, it's like an hour longer, and so it's going to be so much worse for me. Um. Uh, anyway, what what, what yes, we have, that's we, legitimately we are fair. coming back since we're not doing this. Isn't a bad boys kind of look back at those two movies? Instead, this is a look at Michael Bay. So next, we're going on to his next uh directorial movie which is the rock with sean connery and nicholas cage and i've heard that's legitimately good too oh, have you i not can't seen wait it? for this so movie. i'm scared have you because that's what i heard about this movie good. i've it seen this movie good. many times i same. enjoyed a lot oh. but i am genuinely thinking that chris might have all the same problems he had with that movie oh that's, you better not you, you, that's the way you so talk hard about to home believe, alone and how you just like watched it on repeat man that was me and the rock i love this movie I, it's a great movie i enjoy it a lot and so i'm i'm definitely looking forward to it and a big part of that is nicholas cage and uh, Sean Connery, both of whom deserve like a, a look back as actors at some oh, point from this podcast. I, I le- I'm a legitimate Nick Cage apologist. Like I, <laughs> like, I, I get it. He's in a lot of terrible then. movies, yeah. but like when he's on point, he is on point. And I, also, everyone who's ever worked with him just sings his praises as a professional. Do you and like? I think um, that says something. Yeah. Do you like the? Oh, what's the name of the movie? Uh, Face the one, Off, no, National Treasure Two. The one where he's on the National airplane. One. Uh, Con Air. Con Air. Do you like Con Air? I haven't seen Con Air. Oh, I love Con Air. Con Air. We no. need to do that one. We need yes. to do a Nicolas Cage month at some point. Is Con Air yeah. not Michael Bay? No. No. Oh, really? Oh, no. that's probably great then. Anyway, where we're is, folks? Opinionated. 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 Find us 
on Twitter. Wait, at, can we start over? No, I don't, it's no, awkward, and that's how we do this. How, where, where are they finding us? <laughs> on what platform? On Twitter. On Twitter. You, what's the ha- what's the handle for Twitter, Rick? Opinion cast. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Look it is opinion. We'll be on there. It I is opinion cast. Okay. It is, I, I, <laughs> okay. Opinion cast for Twitter. Can you, find, you find us on us. Facebook? You can. What? Just, yeah, just look up Opinionated Podcast. You'll see our, our pretty faces next to a Doctor Strange poster. Well, then why don't we have a website? We do. What? Yeah, it's opinionatedpodcast.com. And what's our email? Does it have one? Opinionatedpodcast at gmail.com? Question mark? Opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Opinionated really movie- embarrassing for you. Opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com? Yeah. And where can we be found on LinkedIn? <laughs>